Hey everyone, um, welcome to another episode of The Suck. Uh, I have a very special Matt on Matt action uh, episode for you here. We have Matt Chrisman from Chapo Trap House. Hey. Hey. Um, <clears throat> all right, cool. I wanted to, um, um, so obviously like you, you know, you're, you're a popular podcaster. You got, uh, you know, you got your some, uh, some Chapo fame and stuff, but there's a, there's a more understated uh, facet to your influence that I think um, I wanted to talk about, and that's uh, being a fashion icon. Um, <laughs> can we just do a quick fit check? Can you can you tell can you tell can you show us what you got going on well, here? I, uh, you got me on a good day because I'm wearing my iconic red jump uh, <laughs> red uh, jumpsuit or what is it sweatsuit? What are they called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A jogger, a, right? Yeah, and a green shirt. A green, a, a green okay. Henley. Which is probably my most. I I, I tend towards greens uh, and shirts. I tend towards greens and and like darker sort of khaki style. You're, you're like an earth tones guy. Earth tones, yeah. And I, I do okay. like the Henley. I don't know. I like the button for some reason. I'm, the button, I, yeah, I, I yeah. See I'm, I'm a fan I, I don't, myself. Yeah. I don't even think I just like yeah. Give me a button. I don't know. There's something kind <laughs> of uh, crass and unadorned about the regular uh, crew neck. I, I like the. I kind of like go the, the opposite direction where I like to, I like the little more upscale pocket tee. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. Like it's downplayed, but it's got the pocket. So it's like right. a little bit up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Um, okay. Uh, so you, 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 um, you relatively recently got married, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask like what parts of, of weddings that, that you've, uh, you know, what parts are, are just good bourgeois fun and what parts are, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, uh, capitalist hyperconsumption bullshit? Uh, I think anything with the dancing, the music, uh, anything where it's the people in a, uh, on, a, on a floor just moving, that's, that's just organic community and, and, and uh, expression of, of love. Uh, the food, the... Um, the flowers, that kind of stuff ah. often becomes a kind of a trap. Uh, although yeah. we were fortunate, we got to really kind of streamline it and do what we wanted. Uh, but I know a lot of people, especially if you have parents with very demanding yeah. expectations, uh, yes. it ends up yeah. being uh, maybe not necessarily what you want, but what people are going to, uh, you know, be uh, expecting. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, the uh, um, uh, half my family's Italian, and it's it's oh just like the wedding is like, it's just like uh, it's for the family more than it is like anything else, you know. <laughs> and that's okay, yeah, you, get, you know. Like yeah, it is yeah, a family yeah. affair; it should be it for is, the family yeah. as well. Right. Uh, but you know, it's it, it's unfortunate when it becomes totally um, overwhelming. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. Um, Okay. Uh, you also, you moved from New York city to LA, right? Mm -hmm. Or LA area. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm in Queens right now, but I lived in Brooklyn the past six years. I just moved here actually last year, late last year. And, um, and uh, is there anything that you like, do you like LA better or do you like New York city better? Or are they just like, do you like them for the sa for different reasons? Is there anything you miss? I mean, the, the, the uh, Accessible everythingness of New York is, is of course, always, you know, it's got its appeal. I mean, I just spent about three weeks there seeing friends and, and doing oh, okay, okay. Hell on Earth uh, prep and, right. and, yes. and recording and doing a live show. Uh, so the, 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 that is there. But, I mean, what it always boils down to is who you're around. And, you know, I have, 
here in LA, I have a good collection of people that are in a you know, network and within relatively close distance. Not have I don't have to fuck with the highways, which That's if nice. I did, yeah. I would probably go insane. The fact that mm-hmm. I don't allows me to enjoy it more than other people probably do. Yeah, that, I've actually never been to LA, and um, for, uh, I can't. I want to. I feel almost drawn to it, you know. But uh, I worry that there's like an LA guy inside me that is going to. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had I've been uh, I've been kind of alarmed by the arrival and the uh, the creation of my own LA guy. But, ah, yeah, the uh, manifestation of the LA man within you. Yeah, but you know, I, it's 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 it hasn't become horrifyingly overwhelming yet. So for <laughs> gotcha. now, I'm still I'm still good. But yeah, there's a little bit of LA. Did now. you like miss any of the food? The food's better in California. The food is oh, way really? better in LA than New York. That is one thing. Really? That okay. Then you realize, oh, no, oh really fuck this. Why am I even like just the if you stop at a random place of any kind of food style, uh, it will be better in LA. Okay. That's interesting. That's just that has been a consistent, and then going back to New York and having food again. I'm like, yep, you, you're uh, you've confirmed. It's better. It's just it's not really a contest. Oh, man, okay, I had I actually hadn't heard that before. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm a bit like I, I like my food. I like to I like to cook and eat and stuff. So and it's always been like I've traveled throughout the U.S. I've been lucky. I just haven't been on the West Coast, and it's like nowhere really compares to New York. But then, you know, I hear L.A. like gives it a run for its money. Certainly oh, the Mexican absolutely. food, I'm sure, is better. Well, no, the Me- well, obviously the Mexican yeah, food is yeah, way yeah. better. But I, I, even like the ambient level of like Thai or Chinese, I think, is better here. Really? Okay. Interesting. I mean, yeah. you got, uh, this is the breadbasket of America. Like this is where they grow shit. Like in New York, it's all, yeah, it's, that's it's true. all getting uh, shipped over there, you know? Yeah, shipped it in. All right, cool. Um so, like, uh, I kind of explained a little bit to you, the, the podcast that uh, the suck that we're recording for now is uh, we focus mostly on shit posting for uh, in the the uh, the weird Facebook uh, community, and um, I wanted to get your opinion on. Do you think? Well, first off, do you do you use Facebook at all? No, I, I had an account for many years, but I I, okay. I blew it up. I'm done. Okay, got it. Do you now? Um, <clears throat> do you think that the different social media platforms have like substantially different vibes and, and that they fill actual different niches in like social interaction at all, or are they just kind of mostly the same thing with slightly skewed demographics? I mean, I, I, they're, they're filling the same hole that people have certainly. Uh, and yeah, it boils down to what feels more intuitive. Uh, and that people have pointed out since the Musk takeover, the Twitter has sort of become more Facebooky. Uh, but again, I, I, I limited, I, I never really spent that much time on Facebook, even okay. when I was on there more. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would have expected you to, to, I guess, get more into Facebook, uh, you know, as like an elder millennial kind of like, as I am. Yeah, no, I, I was on there, but like, uh, it never really, I mean, I remember I had like a couple of arguments on there, like, you know, oh, I get, yeah. uh, but, but not on what, what, what I what, what people talk about is where like people get like on a public feed and then they're like fighting with each other. Oh yeah, uh, I've never done that. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's uh, that stuff that you don't see that as much. That was like more like mid two thousands. I remember when it was like kind of uh, you know the the heyday of, of Facebook. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's um, what I remember. Yeah, yeah I don't know what it was. It's like now. I have no idea. I just assume it's like beheading videos now. I have no idea. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's weird. It's it's also weird. Like the different platforms, they copy each other so much that it's almost like they more and more don't even matter. I mean, like Facebook has like TikTok shit on it all the time. Like they do like the reels and stories like Instagram does. I know mm-hmm. um, the only one that's kind of remained kind of distinct is is Twitter is in the I mean, they tried doing fleets for a little bit, but that, they, you know, they kibosh that after a while. So it almost doesn't even matter anymore. Um, what about what about like TikTok? That feels like almost uniquely targeted and almost and it feels the most psyopy. I can't tell if that's just because I'm old. I don't know. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, it's just they're all psyops, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. we're psyoping ourselves. It's just we're looking in a mirror and being driven insane by the reflection. And yeah. TikTok yeah. is just what that looks like for people who've been raised on the internet and have, and not just on the internet, but with a phone in their hand, which is a completely yeah. different thing. Yes. Like I, yeah. I cannot imagine uh, being like a kid with a phone, like a little kid oh, with dude. a phone and like TikTok yeah. that is for people who were children with phones in their hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it's, it's a, it's a degree of like speed and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, lack of focus and, and sensory overload that I can't really even get my head around. Uh, the the yeah. new thing that I'm seeing is that they like, it's uh, they take like family guy videos, like if it footage of family guy and video games. So like, and another thing, like four different things on a screen at one time. Yeah. 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 I've been saying just very recently. Because, like, I've been the this. thought of any silence or any non-stimulation yeah. is like uh, is is pain. Yeah, yeah. And that is, of course, terrifying because you know it is it is in stillness that we find ourselves. And yeah, that's yeah. like I, if, I find that in like, myself is, too. People want to talk about psyops like this. Oh, they want you to believe X or they want you to believe Y. The discrete content of the beliefs is meaningless. It's totally interchangeable because we're not doing anything with our beliefs anyway. What matters is the is our uh, psychic state that is imp- that is being generated. And that is one where we are constantly ceaselessly in the need for stimulation, which can only come from outside and can only be provided by the, by, by this uh, marketplace of, of, uh, of visual uh, audio stimuli, which you then become totally enmeshed in and, and are unable to even allow for the possibility of some unstructured reflection to arise. Right. Yeah. I, I even, I find that, uh, in myself too, where like, I, you know, I, I remember a time before all this, you know, yes, old enough that, for all that stuff. Right. And, um, I can't even imagine like reflecting on having like being a fucking teenager. I mean, we had, we had MySpace, and it was, a, it had, there was some element of this, but it was like, not, not, not the, the level of just constant unending content generation and, and being able to, to like, a, that the social awkwardness and the, the social cloying that you find when you're a teenager or like a tween. I can't even imagine like how hellish that is to be like 13 years old with this fucking shit in your hand, 24 seven nightmare. Hellish. Um, Oh, I wanted to ask you, uh, where does the name Kushbaum come from? Is it just you like smoking weed? That's the, that it's actually has nothing to do with weed. Nothing uh, to do with weed. Okay. Well, there's a C for one thing, not a K. Well, <laughs> well yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe Kushbaum with a K was taken. And- no. Kush uh, was my college nickname. Uh, and then the, just there were different variations of it that people would use, okay. like Kush, Kush Sack. 
Kush balls, <laughs> and one of them was Kush bomb, and I just thought that one made the best. That's handle. the coolest one, yeah. Yeah. Kush balls is less iconic. I feel. Like. Yeah, I, I don't think that would have worked. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. Like, so I, I'm a, you know, I've been tweeting for a long time, but I did, I never like, I, I, I've never, I don't feel like a super intense connection with like Twitter culture. I don't like interact with like a lot of people's posts, like even big accounts and shit like that. I just post because I love, I compulsively post. I love posting, you know, but, uh, I don't like get the like interaction aspect of it too much, but you know, preparing for this interview, you know, I looked at your, uh, you know, I follow you and stuff, but I looked at like people replying to your uh, to your tweets and stuff. Do you mm-hmm. read this shit? I honestly, for way too long, I did. Okay, uh, okay. Until it just became just too soul sucking, and I switched it to seeing only replies from people that I follow. Nah, that makes uh, sense. And that has been uh, makes it much easier. Like it is. I honestly do see when people complain about replies and stuff. I do wonder. Do you know you can do that? Because yeah, if you do it. It's just night and day. Like you don't even you have to choose to go looking for the for those annoying, enervating, random replies. So like if you're if you're doing that, it's because you want that stimulation, and you you say that you're oh this is awful, but no, you you want it. You, you need a you need a zhuzh. There's something missing. There's that there's that silence that you can't sit with. So you need that sense of being assailed and 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 oppressed. That is literally <laughs> yeah. one click away from disappearing. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I turned off. I eventually had to. Like, I have a comparatively modest following on Facebook, but there. But like, I, you know, I, I'll get like sometimes I'll get like fifty to hundred comments on my shit, and it just I turned that off. And it same thing. It's just like if I want to go look at the fucking replies, I'll go look at them. But most of the time, it's like not even worth it. You know. Oh. Uh, so. Do you, uh, what podcast do you listen to? And did you listen to podcasts before you started Chapo? Or did you get into it like afterward? Uh, I listened to podcasts before. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, okay. Uh, I got like to it late. I mean, I'm a, I was, I'm a late adapter for all technology. Like I got a cell phone. I got a cell phone late. I got a, I got, I got a smartphone late. Uh, and I got into podcasts like a, a number of years after they be, were a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, I do. I only listen to a few. I listen to fewer now than I ever have. Uh, uh, Any reason for that? I don't know. It's just like uh, the time. It's a thing that I would listen to when I was like uh, doing something, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I don't have a commute or anything, you know. So right, yeah. uh, there's just less opportunity for me to just sit and listen to something. And mostly I do it now when I try to exercise is when I listen to podcasts or clean, you know, yeah. like a lot of people. Uh, and mostly yeah, yeah. they're uh, history podcasts. That's that's what I tend yeah. to listen to. That's how I got into them first. I, w- I was, uh, you know, I just, I was listening to history podcasts, you know. Uh, and then I found like, uh, you know, it became obvious, like it should have been obvious to me rather that there was other, uh, you know, my other interests would be, you know, like leftist politics or what our comedy shit would be on there yeah. too. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you, what was your, like, we touched on it a little bit, but, like, what was your relationship with internet culture as, like, a kid, young, a teen, young adult? Like, did you, um, did you, you're probably, like, I'm a little bit too old, uh, and you, to, to be, like, have been involved with, like, 4chan, like, the edgelord bullshit of 4chan, but, um, were you ever, like, 
like on something awful or FARC or like those like old school ones, you're the man now, dog, all that shit. Did you, was I, it in I, I was in the, in the first, I was there for the first forum culture, the OG web okay, one, yeah. one, 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 one uh, forums, but it wasn't something awful. It wasn't FARC. It wasn't any of the ones that have like a, a real cultural footprint. Uh, it was a movie review site called Mr. Cranky. And the, and, the, and the gimmick was is that it was an anonymous critic who I think was an actual film critic. I don't know, though, who would do a negative. Like, every review was negative. Like, it didn't matter what the movie was. Okay. It was a joke review about what sucked about it. And, you know, very, very, uh, very aughts, you know. Uh, very Gen X. Yeah, very internet. Gen X. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, That's why I love Something Awful. Was that yeah. kind of similar And the thing? reviews were okay. But what I liked was the this, they had this huge comment section, these giant forums and not forums they were all just the movie uh like instead of having topic forums there would be a bunch of organic conversations that would pop up under specific reviews and then you would just participate in those conversations uh and so that's what i had for my forum upbringing that's where i I cut my teeth as a internet uh, culture uh person when i looked around my uh, experience as uh, a uh, student and was like, oh, I'm not getting laid. That's not happening. Uh, so I might as well uh, sit at the computer and talk yes. to these uh, strangers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Amen. Yeah, I was a big something awful uh, when I was like 16 to 18 to 20. I, I love that shit so much. Uh, okay. Uh, so do you have, I have to ask, um, do you have any favorite meme formats? And do you have any that you absolutely abhor, like that you just hate seeing? Uh, just not specific ones, really just any of the ones where it's an opportunity for people to show that they know a thing. Oh, I God. hate those. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like anyone where it's like, Oh, Oh, I get to show my, 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 the thing that like, I read on Wikipedia and then and act <laughs> like I know, have some sort of knowledge base. Like any, 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 any meme that's self aggrandizing to the meme poster, I think is, I it's against the whole concept. Like this is, you're, you're putting a meme out. You're miserable. Stop fronting. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be pleb art. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Uh, <clears throat> I got you. So you don't, you don't have a favorite, uh, a format or anything like that. I, I remember hating uh dat boy when it came out cause it was just so. Here comes that boy. I don't know. I, I, I guess that was God. always absurd enough that I never minded it. Just felt, it felt like too contrived. I'm trying to think. I know there are some that I, I have actively disliked, but I can't really think of yeah, any right now. It's best to push it out of the mind, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we all know that you're a history nerd, obviously, right? Um, but I wanted to know, uh, do you, are you also like a lore nerd? Cause I know other people who like, I, you know, I'm, I could consider myself kind of like a history nerd and other people that are like that too. I, I had this tendency to like, I read lore, um, of video games and, and shit that I don't even care about or, or like, ha- or even play. Like I don't play the video game or I don't even, I haven't even watched like the movie series or something like that, but I'm curious about the world building. Do you do that for like anything like Warhammer 40 K or anything like that? Nothing. I have recently looked at some Warhammer lore and I have to say, okay. I do respond to it. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I'll ever be uh, down bad enough to read the books, but I see it possibly happening. And it, there is a world where I actually crack open those Warhammer books because I do enjoy the world there. Like that. I, and I am a lore head because you know, the history is just lore for exactly yeah. the thing, things that, for things that happen. Uh, and 
that was what got me into Gambo, Game of Thrones at first. Like I didn't watch it when it originally debuted because I was like, oh, what is this? I don't like Tolkien. I don't like fantasy. Get out of here. Uh, and so I missed, I wasn't watching it for the first couple of seasons, but then it became this huge cultural phenomenon. You get to the point, it's like, well, what else am I fucking doing? Let me just check this yeah. out. And the thing that got me like really hooked on it was this lore, like the, the references to, you know, the stuff that had happened in the past and the sketching out of the world. And so yeah, yeah. after, yeah. yeah, after I watched, I like torrented the first couple of seasons and then there was this gap between. Like I, when I finished the second season, it was like before the third season debuted, and I just read all of the books in the interim. Okay, just just straight through. Yeah, like one okay. after the other. Yeah. Okay, and did you like? Uh, and your stance on the books is that there's is there are they like tremendously better than the than the show? Is it like night and day or what? I mean, the show is until the later seasons is very good. I think yeah. it's 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 uh, entertaining for sure. You know, you can pick it apart all you want, but it's good. The books, I, I'm a fan. I think they are they're pretty good. I think that Martin is a decent pro stylist. A lot of the things that people complain about uh, in the books, like him tediously describing the sigils on everybody's uh, livery and uh, what's that? Every all the banquets. I like that. I yeah, like yeah. imagining the, the delightful medieval repasts, and I like knowing you know what all the heraldry is. I enjoy those granular elements. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, and but the thing is, you know, it'll never end. So as bad as the show's ending was, at least it did, yeah. you know, make a decision and and stick to it, which in a way is is better than whatever the hell Martin is doing, where he's just hoping to die before <laughs> you know they show up yeah. at his house with pitchforks. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I haven't read the books, but man, my friends that uh. uh that do are, are, are like livid with the guy, you know? Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, so this is a little bit of a cliche, but I have to ask it. You have an avatar sized budget for a film, right? What movie are you making? And please don't fucking say avatar again, because you know what? You fucking got me. And I went and saw avatar two and it fucking sucked. Oh, well, all right. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll ignore this absurd slander. <laughs> Uh, okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see a, a another. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I have an idea. I, I've always thought it would be cool to do a Thirty Years War uh, movie. That was literally my next question. Uh, was. Which doesn't exist. Like, there's really only one in in English. Uh, the Last Valley with Michael Caine from 1971, which is pretty bad. Uh, mm. But there's a lot of amazing stuff there. I think you could make make something pretty great about. Uh, really almost any element or any part of it. Uh, so I've, I, I've certainly had some thoughts about like what I would want to do with it, but yeah. Gotcha. That was going to be my next question. It was if, if not a, uh, a historic history based um, movie, would it be what period or like event historically would you, would you want to see made into a movie? And is, is that your answer? 30 years of war? Yeah, definitely. Definitely that. Yeah. It is pretty ripe for that kind of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff like that, just that it's so weird how it doesn't capture the uh, public, uh, you know, the general zeitgeist at all. Yeah, it's <clears> weird. Um, okay, so um, so have you uh, have you tried any other, like, creative pursuits, like art, like visual art, music? Have you tried writing at all, like fiction, even nonfiction, you know? 
I, I've, I've written, I mean, that's what I kind of deluded myself into thinking I was, is, oh, I'm going to be a writer, you know, but I never had the discipline or the self-confidence to really do it. Uh, that's why I ended up podcasting because it allowed me to kind of slip past the filter that prevented me from really applying anything to the page. But now I'm writing more. I mean, Hell of Fres- Hell on Earth is, is a written podcast. Like I've, I've written right, more yeah. for that than I have for anything else in a long time. So uh, that's been rewarding, and I hope to write more in the future. I'm not musical at all. I I, I can't. I don't have the uh, whatever that is. Like the musical intelligence. Uh, whatever whatever the intuitive understanding of of musical tone. I mean, part of it is I'm half deaf. Yeah, from birth, so that doesn't help. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, do you, is there anything like like any of these? Uh, do you wish that you were like really good at? Like me, I always wish that I could. Uh, like I do music and stuff like that, but I mostly like produce. You know, just like beats and 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 like house music and shit. But I wish I could write songs. That's like a. But I just it doesn't come naturally to me. I don't feel like inclined to do it. You know, is there anything like that that you wish that you were like you could do? I mean, yeah, I think I'd like to, uh, um, I, I, I wish I could like write dialogue better. That's something that comes very difficult to For me. like screenplays and, or like a play. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I mean, it would be cool to be able to do anything musically, honestly. It's fun to jam. You've never jammed before? Like, uh, you know, just like, uh, I've never jammed. I don't never care. jammed. Oh, it's Can't a magical jam. thing. Even when it sucks, it's fun. Uh, okay. So, so when you have, uh, so you said you have tried writing fiction before. Yes. Correct. Now, yeah. what kind of genres do you, have you tried writing and like, did you feel like you were good at it? It was just like a discipline thing. Uh, okay. I guess at it. Uh, I, I, I took a couple of creative writing classes. I've written a couple of things that were not terrible. Uh, but I think I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm any kind of like you know, talent or anything. Uh, I have and I haven't written any fiction in a while. Um, but like a, for for that, like what kind of stuff would you would you want to write? Like, a, would it be like alt history stuff? Would it be like I, I know you said you're not the biggest fan of fantasy, but something like that, science fiction. I've certainly thought of like if I wanted to do something big, it would involve alt history in some way. Like even if it wasn't mm-hmm. alt history, like itself and some sort of uh, using it in a meta context because it is it is one of my I, I it's one of the things that I like most about history is imagining alternative histories. Uh, yeah. I was a big Turtle Dove fan as a teenager. If okay. a Harry Turtle Dove, uh, he's he writes all these he writes alternative histories. Uh, he's his prose is dog shit, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't really matter because you just want to see what happens next. Uh, although uh, like it's it different they range like he wrote he wrote this big long series about like what if aliens invaded earth during world war ii and the humans had to like band together to fight them which i never read because i'm like aliens that's not something that could actually happen uh Uh, it's too outside the scope yeah but he's got this other big long series that i read uh that's about if the confederacy won the civil war uh and it's like from the end of the Civil War till like the end of World War, what would be World War Two, and uh, it, it basically, I the idea is that uh, the U.S. and the Confederacy end up getting 
connected to the European alliance system. And World War One occurs in the United States also, or in, in North America also. So you've got, you know, like uh, trench warfare in Virginia, that kind of thing. That's pretty then, brilliant. I, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. And then the uh, – and it's and the U.S. is allied with Germany uh, and the Confederacy is allied with Britain and France. And Germany and the United States win World War I. Uh, and then okay. uh, the Confederacy and uh, France and England all go fascist. Ah. And then there's World War II in the United States with like you know, Stalingrad being in Pittsburgh. Uh and that, yeah, that's yeah, so that's the kind of thing that I, I just enjoyed. Well, did they, every time did, does like he deal a with slavery figure, at all? Every time a historical figure shows up in a different context, just a little, I clap my finger, hands together like a little seal, <laughs> like ah, and yeah, like well, basically, black people in the South become the Jews of the uh, oh. Confederate fascist state. Oh, okay, 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 that makes sense. Interesting. Um, so, so you, uh, kind of piggybacking on this, do you, now you, I remember, I can't remember like what podcast you're on or whatever, but you had said, uh, kind of in passing that you were that civil, that the civil war and civil war history was like your video games or whatever. And when you were young and, uh, read it and I wanted to know, like, so I was, a I, I'm, I was like a, a Roman history kid. Like mm-hmm. I, I devoured even a bigger freak than, than like civil war people. Yeah. They're, they're, they're super freaks. Um, but I loved it. You know, I read every single thing I could. I read like biographies on Julius Caesar. I loved it, all that shit. Uh, but like, I wanted to know, and I've, I've, you know, talking to other like, you know, quote unquote war nerds, which, uh, um, I'm assuming you consider yourself at least somewhat. Oh yeah. Did you, did you like consider, did you like, uh, when you were a kid, did you put yourself in those situations? Like, you know, Hey, if I was a general, I would have done this. And I bet you I would have been great at it. And, you know, did you get a mental hard on for that? Like, you know, little round top shit, like, I mean, yeah. Who, who couldn't? You know, the the idea yeah. of, of of leading the charge down, down, uh, down little round top, uh, incredibly. But uh, I don't know. I, I I'm a. I never had a lot of illusions that I was ever going to be a, a heroic figure of any kind. <laughs> hmm. I mostly just did Monday morning quarterbacking and like getting pissed at George McClellan for fucking up and not not using the goddamn army that Lincoln gave him to do anything with. Yeah. Guy sucked. I mean, oh God. So no other way just to put sucked. it really just shitty dude. Piece of shit. First round scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Uh, do you think Grant gets uh, too bad of a rap? I think at this point he's gotten a better rap. Honestly, at this yeah, point he might be better. overrated again. You uh, think? Okay. Because he spent so much time just being unfairly dogged by Dunning school scumbags uh, for being a corrupt alcoholic when most of the drinking he did was when he was hanging out bored in, exactly. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in California. And he was as precisely as corrupt as any other uh, uh, Victorian uh, government because the, that period was when the U.S. state was brought into being uh, by being essentially bought out by the nascent uh, corporate capitalist class that had been built up during the war. Uh, but you know, he did, he did a reasonably good job of fighting the clan, although, uh, he was still not nearly as vigorous as he could have been. And there were people who had much more, uh, uh, radical concepts for how to deal with the South. Uh, but right. you know, if we weren't going to do something about the gold standard, we weren't going to be able to have a, uh, a any, any kind of successful reconstruction. Absolutely. Um, 
So uh, you talk, you speak a lot about um, about religion on your vlogs. And I'm a big vlog head. I I, I love them. I, I I listen to pretty much every one you put out. Um, and uh, I I uh, I actually have a confession to make. I saw live when you busted that fucking chair, and that was hilarious. Too. <laughs> I can't believe I came back for that. That should have been the end for me. <laughs> Just seeing you like peek over the thing. Like, <laughs> I was I, it's honestly, it's like. People are way too forgiving of that because that's that's just <laughs> no, it's <was> great, brutal. <laughs> you were like mid rant too. It was like yeah. it was perfect. Couldn't have happened it? at a better time. It's, yeah, it was a piece of ship chair. <laughs> was it like an IKEA chair that you picked up? Yeah, that you just, it, was, you it was like some for garbage, too long. It was like one of those deals where it's like four screws holding the whole thing together. One of them was off, and I just like had it propped up on a metal thing, and thinking that that would be enough. And then I was like, no, it will not be enough. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Uh, so, um, right. So, so sorry. You t- you t- you speak a lot about uh, about religion and religious history, and you know, even philo- philosophical topics. That's like, kind of like the, the theme of a lot of your vlogs, right? If you're not talking about history directly and like the books you're reading. Um, but I wanted to know. You know, you never talk about like, at least not that I know of. How, what 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 uh, role did religion play in your life growing up? Were you raised religious at all? Like, what? How did that work for you? Uh, my family is German Catholic for the most part, but okay. very unobservant. Uh, we would go to church maybe once a year. I never got. I got baptized, I believe, in the Catholic Church. I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. But okay. I was. So you not, didn't do CCD shit. I was not confirmed. No, I never. Okay. I never did the catechism or get the first communion or any of that stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was, it was a very. It was. A, it was a lot of imagery, especially at my grandmother's house, because my grandmother was not Catholic. She had converted, uh, I guess, for my grandfather. Uh, and she had like the fervency of a convert. So like there was all these Ah, uh, gory uh, crucifixes on the walls and stuff and saints uh, cards. So that uh, like the imagery was, was very redolent and that had an effect on me for sure. Like the gothicness of it, like it, it it got into my head, but I didn't get a lot of exposure to the church as a institution. Gotcha. I, I um yeah, I was raised like pretty strictly Catholic. My, my I mean, we went to church every single fucking week. Oh man, I did everything that like because all, all I remember was hating it every time we did go. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I hated it mostly, but uh, but I you know like I mean you know as a kid like you like the youth group because you're just going to ha- yeah, there's shitty parts about it, but you're going to hang out with a bunch of people your age and you're having fun at least you know. Uh, but same with me. Like, I mean, I was tremendously and still am, uh, influenced, um, willingly or not, uh, by that kind of shit. Like the imagery, it influences like all the visual art I make, like even when I try not to, it's in there, it's in there deep. Uh, okay. I was, I was curious about that. So not, not too much, uh, not too fervent of a religious upbringing. No, I, 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 I kind of made that. For a long time, I had this. I had. I believed in God because I was terrified not to. So I would. I would. I was just like, no, God's real. And then I was just made very, very uncomfortable by anybody raising any doubts about God existing. Because then I wouldn't. I just. I. I it's like if that. Because I was just tired of dying. I, I. I got. I got like the fear at a very young age. I. I, I even have the memory of getting it. I was maybe. I couldn't have been more than like six or seven years old. I just remember being at my grandmother's house uh, in a bed, just thinking about uh, trying to think back to 
uh, before I was born. And I just had that like moment, that realization of like, oh, like there was nothing. And so what does that mean after? And so this is this this kind of uh, coldness in my stomach that kind of stuck there. Uh, So I I kind of I took God as a concept, as a sort of a life raft, but I didn't want to really do anything like I didn't want to go to church. That's for sure. I I thought if I don't break any of the Ten Commandments, I will go to heaven. I thought it was like that. All I have to do is not do any of the bad things in the Ten Commandments, and I'll go to heaven. Uh, and 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 I would have like superstitions, like every time I rode my bike past the Catholic Church that had a, a big statue of Mary in front of it, I would cross myself. And I thought, like, if I did that, then I go to heaven. But you know, by the time I was a teenager, you know, that started to dissolve, and uh, then I was just left, you know, with the horror which just sort of sat there as a dull roar for most of my adult life. And I, I, I finally, you know, in the last couple of years, I got to the point where, you know, you can't keep it away anymore and then you got to confront it. And, and I, I feel like I have done that and I'm less fearful than I used to be, but it's, you know, I still, the, the cost is I, I have to, you know, be thinking about it as opposed to trying to not think about it, but thinking about it isn't as upsetting as it was then. Yeah, it's been an interesting. It's been interesting to, from as an outsider, to be able to view the vlogs from that kind of perspective. Um, yeah, it's in, it's been interesting for me because I, having been raised so Catholic, I had like a cringe atheist phase in my course, early twenties, yeah. right? You know, because I, well, I just immediately, you know, I did the the cliche thing, um, <clears throat> which I, you know, totally I feel it's embarrassing as fuck to like look back on, but. Uh, but it's cra- it is insane to have watched the weird resurgence that Catholicism has had in like um, yeah. It, it's just a strange and and it's and it's weird because it's not even like the Catholicism that I grew up knowing. It's like a much more conservative. Oh, it's it's uh, it has nothing to do with Catholicism of any kind. It is just the it's internet resentment. Mm-hmm. It's just people who want to own the libs. Because there, because Catholicism is what liberalism re, uh, rose in response to, right. so therefore we can go back in time and reclaim this thing. Even though we are fully liberal subjects, we can match <laughs> just by memeing. We can meme ourselves into a pre-liberal, pre-modern conception of the self. And it's like, I'm sorry, you're not doing that. You're just, yeah, you, you're still doing yeah. liberalism. I'm sorry, you're still a lib. You just uh, you just have a different set of resentment symbols to use in your online war. You're not different than the people who call themselves Hojaists or anything else. It's it's just it's just a uh, a politics of internet resentment. It's not real uh, a connection to any kind of religious tradition. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, yeah, and I, I love the like the people arguing about like weird like archaic um, just obscure rulings or whatever, like random things in the church that have no meaning on anybody's life. Like who would be a practicing Catholic really? That's been just a trip. It's like, you guys are really, this is how committed you are to the bit here. You're digging through Vatican ar- archives or shit. Well, the, the, what I love so much is that these people, uh, they never, they, for the most part have never, were never Catholics growing up, have no connection to the church. Or if they did, it was, you know, it's been attenuated and, and, and long distance long gone. And then they, decide not only am i a catholic i know more about what the church should be than the pope 
Uh, oh my God. It's like, guess what? That's a Protestant. Yeah, exactly. You're describing yeah. Protestantism. Yeah. Yeah. These are all, we call it state of Atticus. They're like, yeah, uh, Francis isn't the real Pope. Really? The guy who got elected by all the fucking cardinals yeah, 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 is yeah. the real Pope. You're in charge of deciding who the Pope is. Some fucking dickhead <laughs> in Brooklyn. You're not understanding the deal here. say who the Pope should be? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Protestantism. And that's the thing. We're all like liberalism is just, is just an extension and continuation of the Protestant Reformation. And you're you're just going further down that path. You are not returning, returning to anything. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's been the trip for me is like seeing memes with like all the like the the tradcath memes where they're just like, guys, this is like much more like the 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 virtues you're espousing in these memes that you're putting out are literal Protestantism. Like this yeah. is not you know like th- this kind of Catholic doesn't really exist in the especially in the United States. Like this ultra ultra conservative, like family, you know, like the traditional, uh, American family kind of shit, you know, homesteaders and that kind of bullshit. You yeah. Know? It's just evangelicalism. Yeah. Just bizarre. It's been very, that's been a trip for me. Just as somebody that has like a, you know, was raised Catholic, just nuts. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, as, so as Chapo's audience has grown, uh, has your relationship with like, Chapo's audience changed over time or is it just, can you give me some insight into that? Like, I mean, it's, it's by the, as the, as the show's got, got bigger, you know, the, the, the relationship sort of by definition had to get a little more remote removed, you know, a little more, uh, a little more distance there. Uh, you know, like our first live show was at a, uh, a, uh, batting cage in philadelphia you know and it was just like 100 people in a room all sweating their balls off now you know we do like a town hall in new york or something you know and we do like greeting meet and greets and stuff but uh there's a certain distance i try to to try to meet the gap though through you know like doing pods that people ask me things like that but i i think it's it's still good like seems like people are still getting something out of it, which is what matters. And uh, it's, it's good to know that that is a, some sort of, you know, it's, it's not a result of just people uh, trying to have a purely, uh, an imagined parasocial relationship. Like there, there is a, a value add beside that, which is gratifying to know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um <clears throat> So, um, Al, you, you, you've mentioned before that, like, that, that self-awareness can be crippling, right? Yeah. Uh, in that, you know, like, you're, you're overly self-aware. You can't just run with ideas because you're constantly uh, thinking of how you're presenting yourself as, like, a cliche or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to know, like, it seems like, you know, like, having watched you on pods and seen the development of Chapo and like your vlogs and stuff like that. It seems like you've gotten, you have at least somewhat come to terms with some of that. Can you, can you like give me some, like, how do you, how, what's a good, what's some good advice for dealing with that? If you have any, and like the self analysis paralysis kind of shit, do you compartmentalize it? Do you just like say, fuck it? Uh, for me, the big thing that helps it is collaborating with other people. Uh, if it left to my own devices, I will talk myself out of doing basically anything. I'm a Libra baby. So why don't you kill me? Uh, but 
being with other being like collaborating, uh, like seeing, you know, somebody thinks it works and, 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 and you trust them, then, then you can kind of trust yourself a little bit more uh, and, and can push through some of those self limiters. And I know that's tough because we are so alone now all the time, but like, the, 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 the cure for a lot of uh, the seemingly intractable uh, prisons that we find ourselves in is just trying to break away from the assumption of our own isolation. Hell yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, well thank you. I, uh, um, yeah, that's been something that just, I've seen a lot in, f- you know, close friends or even acquaintances. And it's, uh, it's been just an interesting, weird phenomenon. And I know, um, I guess somewhat related to that. I wanted to know if terms like you hear terms like postmodernism, metamodernism, uh, even things like nihilism, post, postmodern, uh, post, postmodernism, do you like do you, do those terms even have any value anymore in like general discussion or like it, it just feels like they more and more don't mean anything or they mean whatever you want them to mean? I mean, yeah, we're 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 past any of those that the, we're past the point where any of those concepts describe anything specific. We're 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 in a dissolved. We're in the gray goo period where we're fixing any. Uh, perspective relationship between objects is, is basically uh, impossible. Yeah, it, de- it definitely seems that way, especially with the, when you see shit like, uh, I don't know, man, like the like Jordan Peterson and stuff like that. It just seems like, you know, that that guy and people like him, they just, I mean, they, they use, uh, they'll like in the same speech they're giving, use different, you know, qualify their terms differently or just have them mean nothing or something that they don't like. It's just been a weird it's been weird to see that, you know. It's very funny with him specifically the way that he condemns postmodernism as this force that has like dissolved society. Which wrong? That's not how it works. <laughs> technology is doing this. It's always technology. Technology is always doing it. Technology is always doing all these changes. And then we ascribe, we find a group of people. And we decide it was their fault because of the way that they intellectually re- responded to a technological change that inevitably overwhelmed the world that they, as they understood it. Right. Uh, but like in the same moment that he's making this absurd conspiracy theory argument, he's the next day, like somebody says, uh, there was a recent video where somebody said, do you believe in God? And he said, well, what does believe me? <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, what the, f- what are you doing now? Oh my God. You're, 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 you're up your ass in the exact same way as any dairy die in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's super weird to see that, uh, yeah, with him, with Jordan Peter specifically, like, because it's just weird because he'll like, you know, he never like wants to say that he's like a Christian conservative, which is like a f- essentially what he is, like in every in any functional way, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, but he never wants to say it. But then he'll post something like it'll just be him reading the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh, just say it, you know, just like say, call the thing what it is. Like, aren't you being a little bit postmodern right now here, bud? You know. Well, that's the thing is he doesn't want. Uh he doesn't, he wants to be considered more complex and, and uh, yeah. thoughtful than that, which, you know, that's his own fault for not, uh, for, for being shamefaced about his own beliefs and not just, uh, uh, like you should be able to be, be able to confidently state your religious convictions and not feel like you need to hide so that you look more interesting to people. Yeah. A- absolutely insane. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so, uh, speaking of which, uh, being on Chapo, you have to expose yourself just by virtue of the, of the job you're doing to a lot of chuddery and right wing bullshit. You know, like the talking heads and the political commenters and all that shit. Do you have any that you uh, like? Do you have any shills or anything like that you particularly like, or or, or like you find interesting? Or and in, in, in you have, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite of the worst? Uh, I think. I think Felix from Chapo and I, at least, I don't know if Will agrees, but I, I think, I know we both love, like genuinely kind of like Bill Mitchell. Bill Mitchell. Because uh, okay. he is very earnest in a way. Like, he, obviously he believes bad things, but uh, unlike with a lot of these guys, you can kind of see how it's a result of him just kind of being dumb uh, <laughs> as opposed to it's necessarily so being malevolent. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, and so... Uh, uh, that that is affecting, and and he seems to have like a real sort of childlike innocence in some respects. And let's not forget, in 2016, he was the Nate Silver because he said, "Fuck the polls. I know what the vibe is. I know <laughs> what I feel in my heart." And he was 100 percent correct. He was correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, I always like, um, you know, I expose myself to it a lot to like the right wing media circuit and shit like that just out of, cause it's fun to hate on. Um, uh, but like, it's weird because some of, so many of the, those guys like, I, I, like, uh, Ben Shapiro and shit, they're so, they're so saccharinely grifty, you know, like, like just blatantly intellectually dishonest. Even if you like agree with them, it's like weird. And I, I never got that. Like, Hey, do you guys like the grift? You, you, you know, it's a, I mean, you know, it's at least somewhat grifty. You can just kind of taste it. It's like palpable. Well, those guys, the thing about a guy like Shapiro is that he wanted to make movies. He, he wanted to be a Hollywood. And he sicko. does now. And now he, he, but he had to sacrifice any kind of artistic integrity to do so. And I think he knows yeah. that in some respect and that's why he's fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's a guy who wanted to be. I mean, that's what everybody really wants. Nobody really wants to do politics. Politics is for losers. Politics is what right. you do when you didn't get what you really wanted, and then you find politics is a fantasy realm to try to enact some sense of power over a life that has disappointed you. Yeah. Now, well put. Um, <clears throat> okay, uh, this one might be a little invasive. I wanted to know. You know, you're a married man. And do you plan on having kids? Do you want to have kids? Is it like something that you've considered? I uh, definitely consider it. Yeah, it, it, it might happen. Uh, we'll see. It might happen. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any like? Uh, you have touched on it before, um, but do you have any like advice for people who do want to have children or think that maybe they shouldn't because of this particular weird and kind of shitty? bleak juncture we're at or it feels like that i i don't i don't think i I hope that there aren't really people who are not having kids for that reason i i i i I think that a lot of people who say that have other reasons that they don't want to have kids and that becomes like a a so they can be like i'm it's the magnetic i'm I'm sparing someone misery i am being virtuous by denying this Mm -hmm. i and i think that that is part of it because it's, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, things are going to get bad. But when are things not bad? When is the possibility of catastrophe not in, baked into the uh, reality of existence? Like, w- 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 there is no time and place where human living as a person, like, unless you take the total Schopenhauer view 
that it is always and forever worse to be born, <laughs> which some yes. people do, you know, the Tom Ligotti thing. Like if you're a Ligottian, go for it. But if it's just because, oh, what if there's climate change? Like, well, what if the fuck, what if a meteor, hit? what if there's a zombie? Like, you, if there is going to be, there is going to be catastrophic climate change, but there is also going to be humans responding to that and dealing with it. Right. And even if it wipes out human humankind, there's still uh, a place for humans to respond and try to uh, build something in the ashes of anything that collapses. And the only way that happens is if people keep making people. <laughs> gotcha. No, yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, especially like, it's like you look at times where like, well, you know, I don't know, living in Eastern France or something during fucking World War One or whatever. Like I'm certainly, that seemed more bleak than right now in random middle America. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, okay. So, um, so like uh, there's you know there's been a big push for uh, working from home and that's been like a big big thing for a lot of people especially like white collar worker uh, millennials and such and it seems uh, like it, it from my own experience and talking to other people um, it seems like to be even more alienating than working in like an actual office and I'm just curious like do you have any kind of theories? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm asking you to speculate here and, and to theorize and uh, to make predictions about what, where do you think like meaningful political organization can possibly come from in the f- near future or future? Like, is it like, are, are there, are there like expressly leftist social clubs that can happen or what do you see? Well, it's tough to talk about this because one thing that I'm pretty convinced of is that all the forms that we have now to try to communicate political mobilization and meaning uh, are uh, part of a structure that exists to deny the reality of uh, our era as opposed to engage with it. And the reality I mean is just how deeply uh, depoliticized we are. Uh, And that Repoliticization is going to have to occur off and outside of the structures of politics that we now have, which are fully uh, enmeshed in like this partisan contest that diffuses uh, any energy away from uh, connection because it insists upon dividing people through. Uh, uh, cultural signifiers that uh, are demographically generated, and, and, and politics engaged in, in those uh, channels can only reproduce the structures that you know are part of this depoliticized uh, spectacular politics. I do think that necessity is going to bring people to the realization of their need to cooperate. Uh, but it's going, but what's going to cut through the seemingly intractable miasma is going to be uh, collective engagement with specific grounded goals, uh, which that's not politics as we understand it. The, 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 the larger push towards like a a platform or a vision. 
I, I don't think that there's really any future there. I think that that, that will come after more uh, grassroots survival-based organizing uh, coheres. And, and what we, all we can really do is be prepared and every, not like for some judgment day, but every day to address ourselves to the people in our lives uh, on the questions of our uh, survival and uh, flourishing. When you say like specific things, um, do you mean kind of like things like unions, like maybe not in the traditional sense, but like a push towards that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, like people at workplaces, you know, fighting for their livelihoods and dignity. Uh, uh, probably people were fighting to keep roofs over their heads, you know, that kind of thing. But it's and it's going to build networks of solidarity that uh, will cut through a lot of the stuff that seems to deny any hope of coordination because those things that so divide us uh, are for the most part not related to our daily lives. They are related to our, our demographic status and our uh, the way that we recognize ourselves versus the people that we define ourselves against. Uh, but you know, in, in the thick of it, we, we rebuild new connections and new understandings of not only uh, uh, our, our identities, but, but what it means to you know, be interconnected and, and dependent on others. Gotcha. I did want to like uh, touch on um, things like chat, GPT, and AI art, and how that's going to affect, like, do you see that as something that's, Something like the, the the tip of the iceberg, more things coming. Like, how is the average worker or American um, or just even global worker going to be interacting with this? Like, do you see what kind of changes do you see in the future for like the average person? Use it, given that these like big pushes in AI, these crests are happening. Um, they I, it, it kind of occurred to me after there was the announcement, like BuzzFeed had a big stock jump when they announced they were going to integrate AI into their thing, right, is yeah. that this is just the, the next uh, speculative bubble now that ah. crypto kind of popped. Like this is just another thing to push uh, uh, investment, to, to get people to believe uh, that there is like – a reason to be putting money into these ventures, but I don't really think that they are viable uh, as any kind of replacement because the, the extent they work now, which is not that well is the extent to which they're pulling from stuff that humans have made. And as soon as they start pulling only from things that other bots have made, uh, it dissolves immediately. And it's not even there yet. Like it's not good. Like, I'm sorry, like uh, none of these AI things have been impressive to me that I've seen. Uh, but we are at a point now where it's just the only thing keeping the economy going, the, 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 the speculative financial economy going is the constant adrenaline needles of some tech fix, some tech horizon that is going to change the game. Uh, and it was Web 3.0 and, uh, and the metaverse. Now it's the AI and it'll be something else later. But I, I think that it's none of this is actually changing anything. It is just giving a momentary context to allow people to uh, justify investing in uh, these 
moribund sectors of the economy because the, uh, the that, that profit rate is not going up anytime soon. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I didn't even think about that, but that's a, that's a really good point. Um, I had saw I had uh, saw an interview with uh, Chomsky recently that was like he he, he called it just uh, glorified high tech plagiarism, which is I mean somewhat true, but he also was describing kind of how anybody would write an essay, you know? Yeah. Like you go read a bunch of stuff and then you form put it in some format that is recognized as like an essay. Right. Um. <clears throat> okay, we're coming up on the hour here. I just wanted to. Uh, ask you two more questions um a hundred years from now in the bombed out husk of a midwestern city they're remembering matt chrisman what would you like to be remembered for anything specific or as as a particular type of person or because you did something i mean i'd like to think it's because i did something but i'm you know realistically that's probably not going to be it i'm not a doer <laughs> if i was going to do something i probably would have done it by now but who knows the future is unwritten uh, i don't know maybe maybe just some idea a slogan uh, a a symbol that helps people uh come together just a, a thing a a, a, a uh, a, a, a representation of an idea of the possibility of, uh, of human uh, connection and, and, and what, is what we are truly capable of by bringing it together. Well, I got to say, uh, watching you, uh, you broadcasting yourself trying to do something has felt like doing something, at least to me. <laughs> and I think, I think, some, I think uh, many other people agree. Oh, um, and the last thing I wanted to ask was, do you have any questions for me? Just a, a regular schmuck. You got any questions for me? Uh, how you doing? How you doing? You are okay? Doing are you okay? How you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, yeah. hey, I got an interview with Matt Christmas. Not, not too bad, right? For my little rinky dink podcast. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I thank you for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, if you ever need anything, uh, hit me up. Absolutely.